Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Kiwis who excel in the light breeze on Lake Michigan, and they will take the win. Season number four off to a great start for the Kiwis. They win the Rolex United States Sail Grand Prix. This is SENZ and Mornings with N Smith. No, N Smith, my name is Daniel McCarty holding down the fort while Smithy is at the Cricket World Cup. We're going to have offshore and we're going to talk Sail GP right now. And after missing the last Sail GP stop in Toronto, following the collapse of their 29-metre wing in Saint-Tropez, our Kiwi sailors are rearing to go this weekend when they hit the waters of the glorious Cadiz. As compensation, the team was awarded six points in Toronto after that uh, quite spectacular collapse, equivalent of an average of fifth place. Yep, an average fifth place finish for the Kiwi boat, which has consistently been at the pointy end of regattas that might have felt a little bit cheap to them. We'll find out in just a moment or two. Uh, so back on the water they go with an extra practice day to work out all the kinks of their new wing sail and hopefully put themselves back in contention for another event win. Liv Mackay is an integral uh, member of the sailing group with us now. She joins us. Liv, thanks so much for dropping by. Uh, I'm sure you're having a terrible time in Cadiz at this time of the year, right, Liv? Oh, really suffering, don't I? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, not complaining. Oh, yet. good stuff. <laughs> well, we'll leap, we'll leap into this. I won't, uh, you know, uh, make you suffer through the full introduction. So, um, Liv, thank you so much for joining us as we'll get the tape rolling now. And, Integral member of the sailing group is with us now here on SCNZ. Uh, we were just having a little laugh off here. How terrible is Cadiz this time of year, Liv? You must be really suffering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can just hear the sarcasm ringing out of you. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, really nice time of year. It's starting to cool down a bit, but still beautiful conditions. And yeah, looking like some good sailing conditions. Obviously, that's the main thing. So looking forward to it. Well, I am sitting in a small windowless building in Petone of Wellington, so that probably um, dictates my mood. Uh, we will uh, move off my mood. No one's really interested in that. Uh, people want to know about you, this event. that This event has a bit of meaning for you and the Women's Pathways, doesn't it? Um, what, marking two years of women in the, in, the 50, in the F50s, rather? Yeah, it's um, a really exciting milestone for the league. It's definitely one to celebrate, and I think always coming back to Kadith and highlighting that is a really important part of showing um, the, the wider sailing and how much that's actually growing for women and professional, particularly professional. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into this weekend and the media around it and to, to celebrate that as well as keep pushing the development of it. I think that's really important. We're all extremely grateful for what the league have um started but everyone's really eager to keep keep pushing it ahead so yeah be good what about your own personal development how would you describe it in that space of both time uh, both in the class of boat and in general wherever else you may be competing in sailing if that makes sense 
Yeah, it's been a um, it's definitely a challenge for everyone in the uh, league, not just the women, to get time in the boats. Obviously, it's a real luxury. So I did get quite a lot at the very beginning with when we have more training days. And in the last few months, it's definitely been a struggle to get time in, in other roles and develop specific to the F50. But also, you know, with the other opportunities coming with the women's AC and I'm doing a few other circuits, it's really developed my sailing in other areas, which is really valuable for the 50. So, yeah, it's kind of twofold. It feels like I'm getting a lot better and been sailing with the guys in other boats a lot more. Um, but, yeah, time in the F50 has been pretty minimal and, yeah, hopefully that continues, well, changes, but we'll see um, how that plays out. It sounds like you've got a, a fairly hectic schedule just listening to you there. So how do you go about sort of your year as a sailor? Say say this year in 2023, how much of your year is accounted for by specific racing and competing? Are you able to pick up gigs or events at short notice? Or do you have to be very meticulous and sort of plan longer term? It's definitely a balance. I'd say um, this year particularly has been a lot of travel and racing. But at this stage, I've actually have been loving it the more I do. So, yeah, I'd say uh, it's got to be meticulous in the next year with what that looks like. But it just goes in ebbs and flows. And it's a really cool thing about sailing is that there are so many different avenues to go down. And right now I'm really chasing this particular path of SailGP and the women's AC and so yes it's um very time consuming but it's uh where I want to be so yeah it is kind of all in. At Saint-Tropez a lot happened and that's a bit of an understatement isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure if you're on the boat at the time in Saint-Tropez yeah. when the wing collapsed it was pretty wild scene <laughs> and, and, and it sounded a lot of sort of interest. Um, what was the, the diagnosis and the end of it? I'm not sure if diagnosis is the right word. Um, I'm not sure it had an illness, but yeah. you know what I mean. What, you know, what, what did you identify <laughs> as to why it actually happened? Yeah, so I wasn't actually on the boat for it, but was watching live and obviously extremely shocking and really glad everyone was okay. But the, the league is still looking into everything. It was a structural failure and fortunately at the time they are able to get all the data off it so they're looking into everything around that and until they have an answer it's there's no use of the 29 meter wing so we we can only use the other smaller sizes and so I don't really have any answers for you as such but it's uh, been taken yeah very seriously and I'm sure there will be some answers at some point. Well that that is interesting to hear because my initial thought when you started to answer that was like you must have so much trepidation to get back on the boat if they're still going to use it, and they haven't told you exactly why. So no, it sounds no, like they're, no, 100% they're taking the not. really <laughs> yeah, No, they're the definitely t- not doing yeah. it. <laughs> so you'd be like, no thanks, the, no the thank top you. Priority. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. So, so they are <laughs> taking it very seriously, which is fantastic. Uh, do you sense that there was or is a bit of frustration amongst the team that the, the six points, um, what that you weren't compensated with? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were definitely disappointed with how it played out. Um, I mean, we fought hard as a team to to not have that result, but 
you've got to accept it and move on. And I think that's something we've come to experience quite a bit in the last few years is there's been a lot of different challenges, but the, your ability to kind of, well, not embrace it, but, you know, accept it and move on is, is a real strength of the team. And so we're just looking forward to the kiddies and the rest of the season, really. And you can really feel the energy of, you know, shift, shifting everything that's happened in um, the excitement to go forward. Yep, you can accept it, you can move on, you can still be pissed about it, uh, and, and I'd understand that. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, you nailed yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as someone who sails the boat, how much can you really do on the water if, for example, the new wing doesn't fit like a glove straight away? Um. Well, there's so many people involved in the process, and... Uh, they're actually kind of stepping the wing, they call it, tomorrow night. So they're putting it on the boat. Um, we're not going sailing or anything. They're just kind of trying to iron out all the kinks as such from a, a tech perspective. So hopefully um, it kind of goes seam- seamlessly when we go for a practice sail on Thursday. But we have got an extra day than normal to make sure that, yeah, we can – Right. Not have hopefully anything go wrong in the practice racing and the racing. So, yeah, a lot of it's actually out of our hands as a team because we do have that um, fleet-wide tech team, which is an amazing resource. But, yeah, it kind of comes back to them um, with it. Yeah, so time is of the essence. So when we think about that extra day of training, you know, what would that mean for your team in yeah. general? And is that something that... Um, you could always have more of, I'm assuming. You'd probably want more time. <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously. Um, but there's quite a few factors um, that play into it, mainly uh, the cost of the extra time. And then the league is growing with uh, events. So logistics uh, really limit the number of days we can have on site. We've obviously had three quick events um and which has put a lot of stress on on the tech team and everyone who who builds puts all the boats together and who services everything so it's these other challenges that play out in the background and um, that kind of leads to really limited days um so that it's just how it is right now but right yeah always dying for more practice <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that i get that as far as racing competition, can you see any chink in the Aussies' armour? They seem to have been so <laughs> consistent, essentially, from the, the launch of this comp. I mean, you can definitely see it in the rugby. But <laughs> 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 yeah, I think... Uh, I definitely think they're beatable, 100%. And everyone in our team sees that. I, they're obviously a very polished... Um, team in some ways and they've got a lot of experience and amazing sailors but at the end of the day it's uh, we 100 percent believe in ourselves and we've shown that and so we just want to consistently get at the top and i think yeah towards the end of last season we really showed that and then we just haven't kind of got that opportunity yet this season so yeah looking looking for that to change really 10 out of 10 shade thrown to the Wallabies uh, just out of instant, uh, interest. 10 out of 10. <laughs> give you brilliant stuff. Are there any specifics about the course um, 
that you'll be looking to make the most of? And what sort of wind and conditions are you expecting? Yeah, Cadiz is actually a really interesting venue. It's uh, predominantly been the waviest venue, and it's kind of got this big rock wall that gives a kind of a backwash of it. So it's it's a really tricky venue, and it's probably the trickiest we sail in in terms of sea state. And so that's a big dynamic. And then looking at the forecast, it's potentially looking quite light, but where it is in the um, like in Europe and being at the southernmost point of Spain, it can change super quickly. So, yeah, it could be anything really. Um, and, yeah, gearing up for that as a team. <laughs> well, love, love chatting and, and learning more about your craft and, and what's going on. In summary, a lot. Uh, I won't keep much more of your time. Uh, we'd like to know, do you have a location sorted to watch the All Blacks Saturday night? <laughs> well, they do this thing in Cadiz where we normally have a adopt a club, like a sailing club, um, but they do a adopt a bar instead in Cadiz for some reason. So probably there, but obviously not too many drinks involved. Um, but we'll definitely be watching it as a team and supporting. Well, luckily there's no Irish um, sail GB team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it should be good. <laughs> that would be a little... That would be a little bit unlucky. Do you, lastly, and I promise this is the last one, do you get any downtime? Because that place is incredible. I think it's the what, oldest continuously inhabited city in Western Europe. You'd, you'd know this. It's founded by the Phoenicians. I'm a history buff. There's so much to see and do there. Are you getting any downtime? I actually didn't know that, but um, we do You're a welcome. little bit. It's very much Spanish timing. We start quite late in the day, so it's, um, it could be into that. This, yeah, do yeah, <laughs> get get out and enjoy it. Hey, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time and insights. Keep up the great work. We look for look forward to following all the action because there's been plenty of it. No, thank you so much for having me on. Great to chat.